Johnson, and welcome to Floor 26. I hope you missed me, and I hope you missed some of the content of my crazy corporate lifestyle and rants. A lot has happened since the last time I put out an episode. We had an election. We had no results for the longest time that I've ever known there to be between voting and an actual call. And then we had recounts and recounts, and then Georgia had another election. And aside from the billion text messages from canvassers and the paper propaganda that is still coming in here in February, we elected new senators, we've made a change in the government, we have our first African-American senator from Georgia, The last president wouldn't concede. We had a storming of the Capitol. We have two new strands of the virus. It's been a lot. And January was definitely just the 13th month of 2020 to me, which is one of the reasons why it has taken me so long to get back to you all. I had every intention to get season two started in January, but I just couldn't get there. Do you know the phrase that a lot of millennials and Gen Zers use, Sunday scaries, where you have this awful dread of Monday, where the anxiety of the next day and the pressure that weighs on you for that upcoming Monday? Well, I had Sunday scaries on steroids. All of January felt that way. I mean, everyone's working on resolutions and goals, or if your company does fiscal year weird and it doesn't really align with the calendar year, you've got the pressure to bring last minute value for Q4 in. And I was balls to the walls or tits to the clicks. We really need a female version for that turn of phrase. (laughs) But yeah, I went from prepping for Black Friday and Cyber Week, then vying for priorities to get last minute, pats on the back for the year. It was heavy. And in previous years, if you weren't in that weird lull between Christmas and the new year, it was really just easy money. Nobody's asking you for anything. Nobody's working. It was chill. This year, I was in all-day meetings the day before Christmas Eve. And I still had meetings on Christmas Eve. We didn't get it off. And I took the Monday off after Christmas and thought, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday will be chill and then get New Year's off Friday. The amount of questions and the amount of meetings and the amount of last minute work that people were trying to get us to do, I was so stressed out and frustrated. I just went ahead and took Thursday off unexpectedly. I just I told my manager, I was like, people are acting crazy. I don't have the bandwidth for it. I'm taking off. And she was like, absolutely on board. <laughs> but I was stressed and burnt out and it was all a little too heavy I mean 
I didn't even really take down my little Charlie Brown Christmas tree that I have in my apartment until like last week. So it was starting to affect everything going on in my life, even in my home life, which is just the other side of a wall at this point. But still, I just didn't have the drive and the motivation to do a lot of the things that I wanted to do. I was just trying to work through stress, a lack of sun, and hello, we are still in a pandemic. We cannot interact with people. We are closed up in our houses. And like I said, there are two new deadly strands in America at the moment, and we're not making any progress, it feels like, as far as getting to a state where we're not constantly under attack mentally, emotionally, so to add a very busy work schedule on top of it, I was exhausted. And outside of my vitamin D deficiency or the seasonal affective disorder that possibly comes with it just being January, this year is a little heavier because we are in that pandemic and we are going through these things. And as a normal human being, I think some activity bias was kicking in as well. And if you didn't study activity bias in school or in managerial trainings or anything, it's just the idea that people tend to think work for the sake of work means more. There's this negative connotation around the lack of activity. People tend to think of it as indifference or laziness. And so we try to combat that with making sure that we're consistently busy we're creating busyness to seem as if we're not lazy and that only adds additional stress I think I heard someone make the phrase that you know they kind of attribute it to practice makes perfect well no perfect practice makes perfect you can't just continue to do the work that you think you want to do and it be enough sometimes you have to be doing the right work at the right time and with so many things kind of in balance for me I felt like I was spinning plates on top of poles I wasn't being able to let the right plates fall I was just busy trying to make sure everything was still spinning that I started to burn myself out and get into a state of procrastination I mean I didn't have the energy, the motivation after work to cook in my kitchen once in January. Uber Eats was my only friend in January. It was absurd, but I needed that part of my life to be so much simpler and easier that I was willing to spend whatever money. And if for those of you who have ever done Uber Eats an immense amount of times, it is an absurd amount of money for that break in the efforts that I was doing elsewhere but with eating out every day comes weight gain and with weight gain comes sluggish behavior and with sluggish behavior comes bad sleep lack of desire to motivate yourself to work out and then you're just as tired and you're just as stressed and you're just as anxious and you're creating a self spiraling loop I mean in 2019 2020 On my worst weeks, I may have worked out twice a week. In January, there were weeks, I think two, where I only worked out once. 
I had taken two weeks off and for the holidays. I went home and I didn't want to go to a new gym with the pandemic happening. And I thought once I get back into January, I'll jump back into it. And it was just so hard. 5 a.m. came a lot sooner than I think it ever had before. And there were times I preferred to sleep in. There were times that even if I was awake, I just did not want to go. And I typically work out in the mornings because I believe I can trick myself into going before my brain has time to understand what's really going on. And in January, it was rough. I was proud to get to the gym that one time a week and to say at least I got something done. But I wasn't leaving my apartment for days at a time. I wasn't getting any sun. I, I wasn't living my best life. And therefore, I wasn't doing things that brought me joy, like recording the podcast for you guys. And I was starting to feel very guilty about the lack of everything that I was doing. And I wasn't prioritizing myself. I was making work and things for the sake of work a priority. So I tried to sit down one day and reevaluate what I did want. Not resolutions, not goals, small stuff. Make it to the grocery store. Cook the things that you bought from the grocery store. Those are twofold scenario. If you go to the grocery store, it's not just enough. You then have to cook the stuff that's in the refrigerator. Otherwise, it'll go bad and you wasted your money and you should have just Uber Eats. So, yes, going to the grocery store, making a plan to cook the things I went to the grocery store. And I had to get very type A on myself. I made an Excel sheet where I wrote down everything I bought from the grocery store. And then I was like, okay, on Monday, breakfast. What can you use to make for that? Lunch, dinner, and so on. But I had a plan to get myself going because I needed that structure. With my Sunday scary January, I lacked structure. I was floating through life and it wasn't working out for me. I've also realized I need to pivot. If I'm not waking up in the mornings and it's not working for me now, I need to switch to afternoons. Maybe I do have more energy to start doing afternoon workouts as opposed to the morning ones. And that's okay. The whole reason I started morning workouts was because afternoon workouts weren't working at that time and I needed to find another way to get my life going. So I switched to some afternoon classes. People tend to be on their phones a lot more in the evenings though, now that I'm noticing it. You guys are also quite a bit younger. You're like my age and below. It's very different. But I am implementing things and changes in my routine that are helping me get back to who I am, even if that's in a different way. I'm also having to learn that I can't be everything for everyone. So what in my life, personally and in work, can I let fall through the cracks and be okay? What will people not notice if it's not happening? If I don't go to that 10 a.m. meeting that's weekly, because they're not actually talking or doing anything, and I decide I need to go for a walk during that time, it's okay, because I'm going to use that time to refresh and be better. And I'll be on point for the meeting that afternoon that may have tangible results that we do actually need. Those are the kind of things that I had to start 
evaluating in my life to be able to say, I can take away some of this stress because it isn't how my job is defined. I don't have to do everything. And I think we've talked about this before, but there are instances in my work life where I do work that isn't a part of my job description. I do a lot of work for teams and people who I think need the help. And we don't get places if they don't. So I take a lot of that on me. I have to start to realize when I'm doing that and stop. It's not my job to take care of you. And I had a conversation with my manager where I explained, these are the people who aren't being able to get things done without me or are coming to me to do their job for them. And I'm going to have to start saying no. And my manager understood where I was coming from. In fact, we talked about the lack of work-life balance and we started implementing, when we set up beatings on our side, we're going to cut them five minutes short. So if I've got a 10 to 11, if I'm really going to set it 10 to 10, 55. That way people have five minutes of their life back before they probably go into another back-to-back meeting and they can use the bathroom, get some water, stand up and take that break because I don't think that those things are happening while we're doing this work-life balance. And for me in January, I had days where I had meetings for five hours straight. I even had several meetings that were just one big meeting for five hours straight. My brain wasn't being able to retain a lot of the information we were getting. I wasn't being able to balance a lot of the different priorities. And it was just too much information going into my brain. And on top of that being tiring, I just wasn't able to do what I needed to do effectively. So being able to drop out of some of those early and then coming back to them or getting recaps on what I missed is something that I have to also be okay with, which is hard. I know a lot of you understand that if there's a meeting you miss, that is exactly when people want to sign you up for work that you probably wouldn't have to get signed up for if you had made it. Or that's the pivotal time they want to discuss something that is crucial to the flow of your job and there's no one to speak on it and now you're having to create another meeting for other people because you weren't there and you don't want to cause that burden to other people but these are the things that have to be reevaluated in your life to be able to proceed during this time so now I'm working out more consistently I'm eating better I'm hydrating I'm sleeping better I finally got all the Christmas presents I bought for people delivered, (laughs) which is actually a far improvement to the rest of my life. Typically, I have Christmas presents up until March sometimes. It just, it's who I am. But I am finding the time for things that matter to me. And it took stopping, reflecting, and being okay with change to a routine that I set. And if you're an Enneagram 1 or... Type A, that's going to be hard. You have a routine, you stick to it. You have these things you have to do, you get to them. But you have to give yourself grace to be able to say, if those routines and things aren't working for you, you weren't going to stick to them anyway. So why not try something that helps you get back to you? And it's February, and I 
don't have any New Year's resolutions. I don't have any goals figured out. But that doesn't seem to be a priority to me right now. Getting through the day-to-day is the priority right now. And it's working for me. It wouldn't have worked for 2019, Courtney. She'd have been stressed out that I didn't have those things ready to start checking off. But today and what feels right now, it works. And I'm okay with that. And if you're not okay with something like that, that's going to be between you, Jesus, and your therapist. But something's got to give, honey. And I get it. It's a lot harder than other January slumps because there's nothing to look forward to. You know, typically, if this was a regular year, I would say put a vacation on your calendar for March. But with COVID, traveling is difficult. If you're quarantining and you're not able to get out, it's very hard. But maybe that's something to look forward to is a little smaller than usual. Maybe it's a small trip across state lines. Maybe it's doing a 10-day quarantine and having your friends do a 10-day quarantine and meeting up or something of the sort. But I think a little hope is going to also help you get through these times as well. And I know it's harder. It's a lot easier said than done and what your comfortability is during this pandemic. And as we've seen, that's different for everyone. And it's different for everyone at any given time. Sometimes I'm too afraid to go to the grocery store. And then sometimes I'm going to Orange Theory in an enclosed building. Granted, they have a great cleaning system. We're spread apart. There's new fancy machines that breathe in super air and put out clean air. I don't know the science of it, but it makes me feel more comfortable. But that's risky as hell. Way riskier than going to the grocery store, but it's just how my brain is comprehending everything that we're going in. So it goes for other people as well. And I think there has to be some grace in that too. I think with COVID, a lot of us have been very judgy of how people are operating in this. And I get it. Some people are flat out here being selfish and ignorant. I caught COVID already. I can't get it again. It's fine. And it is a very controversial subject at the time. But I also think that, with a lack of better words, these are unprecedented times. People don't know what to do. They don't know how to act. And we're all just trying to find a way to live our lives without this impending doom feeling all the time. But wear your mask. Take care of yourself. We're going to get through this. And hopefully I'm getting through this. And there will be new weekly episodes of Corporate Courtney to keep you going. And that's all I've got for you guys this week. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for the awesome messages and the questions of when I was coming back. You helped with the motivation to push me through. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe, leave a review. Follow me on social media at underscore corporate court. And if you have topics for the podcast or questions you want me to answer, please send them to the corporate Courtney podcast at gmail.com. And until next week, toodles. <laughs>